June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next, because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tonight, dereliction of duty. Star U.S. gymnast blamed the FBI for turning a blind eye to the sexual abuse from team doctor Larry Nassif. Former Olympians testify before Congress, saying their allegations were ignored and diminished. I blame Larry Nassar, but I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. The current FBI director's apology, but will there be justice? The pandemic's toll, the shocking number, one in 500 Americans has died from coronavirus. Also tonight, the breaking news from the FDA about booster shots. Mission to space, the first all-civilian crew to go to orbit. Meet the billionaire paying the $200 million to take the historic group on a three-day trip. Plus what it means for the future of space tourism. Biden backs America's top general. What the president is saying tonight after reports Chairman Milley secretly called China behind then-President Trump's back. CBS News exclusive. She survived Taliban bullets. Now Malala tells us what she fears most for women and girls in Afghanistan. North Korean threat. Rising tensions after new missile tests. And all the right moves. An innovative program that's teaching life lessons with a chessboard. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with remarkably brave testimony right here in Washington. And some shocking allegations that the FBI and USA Gymnastics 
enabled a serial sexual predator through botched investigations and really inexcusable lies and cover-ups. Star gymnast Simone Biles broke down as she and other top U.S. gymnasts accused the FBI of deliberately ignoring years of sexual abuse at the hands of disgraced sports doctor Larry Nasser. And Biles said that what happened and the pandemic made this summer's Olympics especially difficult for her. More than 150 women and girls have said the USA Gymnastics and Michigan State University doctor abused them over the past two decades. Nasser is now serving a 40 to 174 year prison sentence sentence. And the gymnasts were on Capitol Hill for a Senate Judiciary hearing following an inspector general's report on the FBI's mishandling of the Nasser investigation. CBS's Nicole Killian leads us off tonight with from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nicole. Good evening, Nora. This hearing room was filled with emotion as each gymnast described their abuse and the toll it continues to take on them to this day. Tonight, the world's most elite gymnast appeared on a different stage. Being here today is taking everything I have. Tearfully opening up on Capitol Hill about the abuse they faced by former team doctor Larry Nasser. To be clear... I blame Larry Nasser, and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. Olympian Simone Biles was one of four athletes who painstakingly described being molested by Nasser while competing at the highest level. I was naked, completely alone, with him on top of me, molesting me for hours. Gold medalist Michaela Maroney says when she told an FBI investigator what happened, she was met with silence. After that minute of silence, he asked, is that all? Those words in itself was one of the worst moments of this entire process for me. Her case was one of the first to be referred to the FBI in July 2015, but the Bureau failed to properly investigate, according to an internal Justice Department report, waiting more than a year before opening a formal probe. By then, approximately 70 other young athletes had been assaulted by Nasser, who was later convicted. The FBI and others within both USAG and USOPC knew that Nasser molested children and did nothing to restrict his access. Days before the hearing, the FBI fired one of the lead agents on the case as senators pressed Director Christopher Wray on the failures. What am I missing here? I don't have a good explanation for you. It is utterly jarring to me. Wray apologized and said the Bureau will not let this happen again. I and my entire senior leadership team are going to make damn sure everybody at the FBI remembers what happened here. Do you take him at his word? I don't take people's words for things. Um, it has to be action. And so, um, you know, hopefully today will be a day that effectuates real meaningful change. Gymnast Michaela Maroney said the FBI agents involved in this flawed investigation should be prosecuted. The attorney general and deputy attorney general declined to testify today, but they are likely to be asked about that next month when they do appear. Nora. Nicole Killian, thank you so much. And we want to turn now to the COVID pandemic, which has now claimed the lives of one in every 500 Americans. And get this, for those 85 years or over, it's one in every 35. CBS's Omar Villafranca has new details tonight on the intensifying battle over booster shots. Tonight, Pfizer and now Moderna are making a major push for booster shots. 
but the Food and Drug Administration is staying neutral. Today, the FDA released new documents from Pfizer ahead of an advisory panel's meeting on Friday to discuss COVID booster shots, claiming that protection from its vaccine loses some effectiveness after six months, but improves to 95% after a third dose. But in a separate document, FDA staff noted that they've yet to verify some data that would support an additional dose, saying the current vaccines still afford protection against severe COVID-19 disease and death in the United States. But in much of the U.S., the issue isn't third doses. It's convincing Americans to get their first dose. In Tennessee, less than 45 percent of the population is fully vaccinated. In Shelby County, children make up 35% of the active cases from the last two weeks. If we could get our vaccination rates up even more, if we could get people to mask consistently, we would be doing the job of protecting those kids who are under the age of 12, who really don't have the option of being vaccinated right now. 17-year-old Jacob Rodriguez got COVID. He was unvaccinated. Felt really tired, headache, couldn't taste nothing. It was awful. The nurse comes in and he's like, it looks like Jacob's played four quarters of football with no pads on on the inside of his body. When you hear that from a medical professional, what are you thinking? Truthfully, God, where are you taking us with this? You know, am I going to be on that list of numbers? Is my kid going to be one of those numbers? President Biden met with CEOs today to discuss his vaccine mandate for businesses with more than 100 employees. And here in Memphis, that means locally based businesses like FedEx and AutoZone. But here at this free vaccine clinic, we noticed that the traffic was slow, just like the vaccination rate. Nora? That mom's message should be a wake-up call. Omar Villafranca, thank you. Well, something pretty remarkable is about to take place just hours from now. For the first time, an all-civilian crew of four will be sent into Earth's orbit. CBS's Mark Strassman reports tonight from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Our first all-civilian crew. Civilian space voyagers. For Inspiration Force crew, that dreams now both in the stars and in the countdown's final hours. They suited up this afternoon and headed into their SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Crew member Cyan Proctor. Every day it just gets better and better. On the launch tower high above pad 39A, Jared Isaacman, the mission commander, back in May showed us their walkway to the cosmos. Well, this is where the rocket launches. This is where you get strapped in. The billionaire chartered the flight. Price tag reportedly around $200 million. This is a first. That's significance. That's responsibility. Responsibility being the first that there will be a second and a third. Absolutely. You have to get this one right for all the other great missions to follow. For three days, they'll orbit the Earth, soaring some 360 miles above the planet, about 100 miles higher than the International Space Station. A custom-built cupola will give them hemispheric views of Earth and deep space. It's next-level space tourism, beyond the quick flights by billionaires Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos to the edge of space. Inspiration Force flight is also a charity drive for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. St. Jude saved my life. Crew member Haley Arsenault is a physician assistant at St. Jude. When she was 10, the hospital treated her for bone cancer. So we're going to call the St. Jude patients from space. And I think it's really going to show them what they're capable of. SpaceX has spent almost the last six months training this civilian crew, and they all say they understand that space moments like this 
involve risk. Nora? We'll be watching. Mark Strassman, thanks so much. Well, tonight, the president and the Pentagon are defending the nation's top military officer after bombshell revelations that he reached out to China, fearing a war in the final days of the Trump administration. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White House. President Biden expressed complete support today for the nation's highest ranking military officer. I have great confidence in General Milley. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, is facing calls from some Republicans to resign after two veteran reporters wrote that in the tumultuous closing days of the Trump presidency, Milley secretly reassured the Chinese, we are not going to attack. In their new book, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa say Milley feared that former President Trump had gone into a serious mental decline in the aftermath of the election and might go rogue, launching a strike against China. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby said Milley did nothing wrong. I can tell you, uh, frequent communication with two countries like Russia and China is not atypical at all for a chairman of the Joint Chiefs. The book, which was published by Simon & Schuster, a division of Viacom CBS, says Milley also warned senior military officials in January not to take orders from anyone unless he was involved. The White House press secretary argued today it's important to consider the timing. The former president was uh, fomenting an insurrection, and there was broad concern from a range of members of his national security team about his behavior and fitness for office. Some of that concern, the authors write, came from CIA director Gina Haspel, who they say feared that President Trump might try to strike Iran in his final few days in office. Nora? Nancy Cordes, thank you. And we want to turn now to Afghanistan and how the Taliban's takeover will impact women and girls. Malala Yousafzai survived an assassination attempt by the Taliban in Pakistan for speaking out about education for women. Well, earlier we spoke with the youngest Nobel Peace Prize laureate. What do you think will happen to the gains made by women and girls in the past 20 years? There were zero girls in school uh, in the past government of the Taliban. Right now, uh, so many children were in, uh, were in school, they were getting their education, and 39% of those children were girls. So girls were in school, they may not be able to go to their school again, and the women and girls I have talked to, they have shared this concern, and a lot of them right now want to, you know, want to be in a safe place, or they want the Taliban to actually guarantee to them that they are safe in their work. What are you hearing from your Afghan friends about how women and girls are doing right now? Girls are afraid to go to school. Uh, They had dreams and they're worried that they may not be able to sit in a classroom anymore. Women are worried about going to work. They are constantly under the surveillance where people are watching them over how they act, how they speak, how they behave, what they wear, uh, how they, you know, how they dress. Their rights are denied to them. Why do you think the Taliban is afraid of educating girls? When women and girls are educated, when they are aware of their rights, when they know that Islam allows them to have equal rights, then these women can challenge them and they can tell them that you cannot say this to us. So I think, you know, awareness, education, enlightenment uh, is dangerous to the ideology of the Taliban or any other extremist group that is out there. So if you were able to meet with President Biden, what would your message to him be? I would definitely ask him to stand up and support 
the rights of women in Afghanistan and stand up for girls' education. We cannot lose the gains that we have made over the past many, many years. It's the decision of the, the U.S. and other countries that have led to the situation that the people of Afghanistan are witnessing right now. So he has a huge responsibility. And in this moment, you know, we must not forget that it is the people who suffer the most. It's the civilians who lose their homes, who become displaced, who lose their loved ones uh, and, and who lose, you know, the peace that they had before. If there's a young Afghan girl watching this, what is your message to that girl? My message to, you know, every girl always uh, has been that they must believe in their voice. This is about your future. This is about your your dignity. This is about your human rights. And, and, and you know, it's your voice is, is very much needed in this moment. Sometimes you hope that somebody else will do something for you and speak out for you. Sometimes the world is silent and the world doesn't do anything. So you must raise your voice and, uh, and, and you must speak out for your rights. Malala, I want to show you a story in The Economist magazine this week. It says, why nations that fail women fail. We know that societies that treat women badly are poorer and less stable. What must the world do now? When uh, you ensure every girl access to complete and quality education, uh, it adds up to $30 trillion to the world economy. When girls are educated, it halves the risk of conflicts. When girls are educated, it improves economies and helps us tackle climate change. It reduces poverty. So the advantages of educating girls are enormous. And that is Malala's lifelong goal. And you can find more of our exclusive interview with Malala tonight. That's on cbsnews.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the world's attention is focused on the growing threat from North Korea after its new missile launches and alarming rhetoric. Here's CBS's Ramey and Asensio. Just hours after North Korea launched two ballistic missiles banned by a U.N. resolution, South Korea, not under U.N. missile restrictions, tested its own. A submarine-launched ballistic missile for the first time. Seoul said it successfully hit its target. That launch led to a quick rebuke from the younger sister of North Korea's supreme leader, Kim Jong-un, Kim Yo-jong, threatening complete destruction of ties with the South. It's a notable rise in tensions after Pyongyang's first ever test of two cruise missiles last weekend. State media claimed they changed course mid-flight and did loops in the sky before hitting their targets more than 900 miles away. That could threaten Japan and U.S. forces in the region. 
These launches, four in five days, come just after North Korea celebrated the 73rd anniversary of its founding last Thursday. Kim Jong-un appeared thinner and tanner than he did at the start of the year after years of concern over his weight and health. He does not have a clear successor if he were to die. South Korea's President Moon Jae-in said their test was a sure deterrence and said the North's own launches show how destabilizing the Kim regime is. Rami Innocencio, CBS News, Hong Kong. Chess is a game of make-believe kings and queens, pawns and rooks. So what does that have to do with real life? Well, it turns out quite a bit. Here's CBS's Jamie Yukis. It's the most unique piece in the game. For 12-year-old Andre, chess is more than just a game. I use a lot of stuff that I've learned on the chessboard in real life, like think before you move, think before I act out. He's just one of thousands of students from some of L.A.'s toughest neighborhoods learning to play. I learned to play chess at age 13. It was a pivotal, pivotal moment in my life. Damon Fletcher grew up in Compton. After going away to college, he came home to find his childhood friends struggling. Some of them had fallen into the prison system, gang life, drugs. And I just wondered, why did I have such a different outcome? And it was chess. Very good. I'm glad. He started Train of Thought to help kids of all ages find their inner king or queen. Every game of chess is 75 to 100 moves. And every single move that your opponent makes presents a new problem for you to solve. Kids are just having fun. They don't realize that they're solving problems. The answer is always there. How do you teach a five-year-old how to play chess? We actually have a really cool story that we use to help kids that age set up a chessboard for the first time. It goes, the king and the queen got married by the bishops. They rode on horses to their castle and had eight children. My main thing in class is be a scholar. So... Being a scholar to me is being prepared, productive, and never giving up. That's the best way to play. Mastering the game of life early. Jamie Yukis, CBS News, Compton. An important story tomorrow, how some determined educator turned one of the worst schools into one of the best. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can catch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We want to leave you with a look at the National Mall tonight where 650,000 white flags are on display, one for nearly every American who has died from COVID. Good night. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker. The Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.